Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Another 3.2 million Americans filed for unemployment this week bringing the total job loss to at least 33 million since the corona lockdown. Fuck. So how's your week going, Chad? Ugh. Hey kids, and welcome to another installment of the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host Joel Where's My Bailout Cheeseman. I'm Chad Lockdown and Pissed Off So Wash. <laughs> and on this week's episode, Career Builder wants to unload, Monster throws a Hail Mary, and robots are corona safe. So bow down to your metallic overlords while you listen to this spot from one of our cherished advertisers. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Software so human, you'll want it to come to work for you because it can't catch the coronavirus. That's to hit the dinner with a mask and gloves and six feet of separation. <laughs> yes. Luckily, this last weekend here in the U.S. or at least in, in Indiana, in Columbus, Indiana, we can get out and run and walk the dogs and those types of things. And sure. uh, Julie actually got out and she completed her first half marathon. So that's Hell a yeah. big applause for her for that. She she actually beat her stretch goal and uh, ran home after that. I think she ran home faster because she knew that a summer shandy was waiting for. Are, are we sure she wasn't just running away from you because she's been in lockdown with you for two months? She was probably running away from me for the most part. <laughs> yeah. She's like, how much time can I spend away from this asshole? Because it takes everything I have not to slip my wrists after every podcast with you at this point. <laughs> oh, you're so Shout out to, uh, I know I'm so sweet. It's, it's a beautiful day out today. Uh, again, four weeks and the world heals itself. It's nice. Shout out to Terry Baker for yes. a, a myriad of things. One sending us booze, which we always love. Love it. Uh, but we had a, we had a surprise guest appearance on the Pandologic zoom meeting. Yep. Uh, encompassing people from around the world. Um, I'll name a few of the, few of the people, uh, notably, aside from Terry, uh, Brendan McComer, uh. who's a big fan, actually had an image of us as his background. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. 
mental issues. I'm going to call him the Israeli Arnold Schwarzenegger. Moshi. Uh, Moshi. Yeah, right. That was fun. And then Aaron Karchevsky, ah. a Brown fan uh, who actually had the Browns uh, helmet as her logo. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and shout out to those guys at Pando Logic. Yes. And it had some really good questions. And I think there are many unanswered questions from the group. It was a large group, but from the group. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we might come back just to have a Q&A session because they, they were asking some hard questions. I really enjoy that kind of shit. Reaffirmation that you weren't hugged enough as a child. You have to continually <laughs> Zoom bomb uh, these corporate meetings. <laughs> Shout out to death matches. You, you're dropping these uh, this week and into next week, I believe. Yeah, we've got Cloud RPO that's dropped. Optimal just dropped today. Uh, Sonic yep. Jobs going to be out soon. And then the Grand Champ Jobs Sync. Uh, that was, I mean, it was a virtual event, but that was pretty fun right i had a lot of fun i mean uh we didn't have mimosas and bloody mary's on demand but we certainly had we had beer we had the kegerator on hand for sure so i'm not hating life too much and thanks to all of the contestants ta tech and those wacky kids over at pontoon solutions no doubt craig after all of that time with Craig uh, at Pontoon Solutions, can can you actually say that you finally understand what RxO is? I do understand what RxO is, and I want a Grim Reaper, whatever the hell that thing was that Craig had, <laughs> uh, branded RxO for uh, for my office, if that's if that's possible. Yes, you should get one of those, but I still don't believe that you know what RxO means. Next shout out goes to Jacob Dooley, founder of startup shophire.co. He said Mm -hmm. the brand relevance podcast episode that we did from Banff was money. And I'm I'm paraphrasing. It was. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm excited this week or this coming week, we're going to be doing another round of death matches. Uh, These will air on the 19th. TATech.org. Register today if you haven't already. Yep. Uh, Sponsored by Jovio, our new buddies who uh, have great taste in booze as well. Yes. Uh, Shout out to... uh, I, I got a Four Roses small batch. You don't know quite yet what you're getting. Picking mine up tomorrow uh so really really excited about that these guys they're actually creating custom zoom backgrounds for us uh obviously getting us bourbon kj over at jovio will be judging with us but i wonder and here's a challenge uh, i wonder if he's going to have a cocktail in hand when when he's doing it with us because we will that'll be interesting we've seen the backgrounds and they are safe for work kids so (laughs) It's okay to watch during work. We know it's easy to put headphones on, but we want to make sure the visuals are safe for work. And exactly. we've made sure to do that. And, and real quick to, to the contestants. We Absolutely. have Adam Chambers and Apple Chat. Yep. Our favorite Hispanic Irishman. That's right. That'll be fun. Yeah. That guy can uh, salsa with the best of other <laughs> Irishmen. <laughs> Scott Sessions and Tal Vista. Yep. Our favorite Russian, Aida Fazilova, uh, at uh, Zor.ai. And I'm really excited that Bradley Cooper will be pitching for Rectext. <laughs> I can't believe yes. Bradley Cooper is going to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he kind of looks a little Bradley-esque, actually. Uh, not really. But um, Oh, wait a minute. That's Clark. Shit. Bradley Clark. God damn it. <laughs> for fuck's sake. 
It's okay. It's okay. I've, I'm, I'm encouraging them to come as Doug and Bob McKenzie uh, from Strange Brew, an 80s comedy classic. Yes. Uh, and also my first uh, exposure to Canada, I think, <laughs> as a child. Uh, shout out to Tara Rapishi from Beamery for listening to the show and connecting on the socials. Been seeing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, engagement from the people over at Beamery. So thanks for lis- listening, Tara, and all your friends over at Beamery. Cool, cool. Uh, a shout out to Eric Kostelnik. Oh, uh, some will remember Eric. We've interviewed him once or twice. He's going postal, right? Founder, founder of Text Recruit. Uh, he just launched his new company, Postal.io, uh, this week, and their 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 motto is "Offline is the new online." Uh, what they do, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. They they try to sort of create analytics around uh, I don't know old school mailings, right? Sending gifts, cards, postcards, whatever. You know, when you're trying to cut through the clutter and people's inboxes are full with spam, sometimes getting a letter in the mail is the best marketing. So yeah. Shout out to him. Best of luck. He got $9 million too. So he's got that going for him. Yeah. And it's sales and marketing and there's a shit ton of money in those industries, as we all know. So incredibly smart, which obviously we know Eric is. A big shout out to Satish Kumar, COO of Glider.ai. Thanks for listening, buddy. And connecting on the socials. Shout out to uh, probably my favorite honey badgers uh, of corporate America these days, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Uh, I know you love both those guys. So Elon sort of went off the rails this week, had a kid. He tweeted out, uh, our stock is is too high. The stock then went down 10%. Um, the dude's brilliant. But he's a freak. And apparently they named the kid. Uh, he, he had a kid with... Uh, Pop star Grimes or uh-huh. alternative star Grimes. I don't yeah. know. She's Canadian, so a, a different, whole different country. So he had an interesting week. And then Bezos. And, you know, we talked about Bezos taking over Amazon again. He's back. He's bad. He's rested. He's ready. I, I, I encourage you to open your mind to like a new Bezos era at Amazon. He said, stockholders, I know you want me to, to announce that we have profits, but he said, sorry. Uh, they're putting like $4 billion to be a Corona woke organization in terms of keeping employees safe, paying people uh, more. Uh, I, I'm I'm just keeping the door open for Jeff to take the reins of this whole branding, employment branding situation that they have and making it better, improving it, and hopefully even proving to you that they can turn things around at Amazon for the employees. Yeah, Fuck employment branding. Let's just bring humanity back to Amazon overall. Hell yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. Hopefully we can, Jeff. That would be great. Uh, as he kicks uh, humans out the door and starts to throw robots in the warehouses. A big shout out to our friends over at Q Labs. They have a response going to the Supreme Court soon. Uh, just uh, want to say go get them, guys. Obviously, you know, we had you on very early talking about this uh, pretty much from day one. And uh, if you are a startup, if, if you're in this industry and you're not one of the 800 pound gorillas, you should do everything you can to support Q in this case, because they, my opinion, they are representing the little guy that is focused on innovation and LinkedIn in this case, sons of bitches who are trying to squeeze all of those different startups uh, and, and really suffocate them. So apparently from the news, at least one of the uh, the judges 
is open to hearing the case. Um, and I don't know the specifics of when they uh, confirm hearing a case or not, but uh-huh. the door is open, but we don't quite know yet whether it will be heard at the Supreme Court at this point, unless you know something I don't. I do not. And I hope uh, I hope we take a little time and the rest of them look at it and, and see that this is just fucking travesty. Kick it out and <laughs> let, let the boys do their work. Yeah. And speaking of kicking it out, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Wendy's. Um, I don't know if you've heard, Chad, but your your meatless dreams may be coming true. Uh, apparently one in five Wendy's now cannot provide hamburgers. Uh, to its customers, thanks to the uh, corona deficits of workers and the supply chain. So uh, it's a big it's been a big week also for all the meatless solutions out there beyond meat. Uh, You know, all the ones I've not even had one of those. But uh, yeah, your your meatless dreams may be coming true. So shout out to you as well. I'm going to go on a on a quick quick rant and, and kind of harken back to London last year during Wreckfest. Um, mm-hmm. I asked Torin Ellis when we were interviewing him, what can a couple of white guys do to help movement toward equality? And Torin said, simply speak up. So when you see shit's wrong, say something about it. So I'm going to take a minute just to do that. Ahmad Aubrey, 25-year-old young man, was jogging in a, in a Brunswick neighborhood in Georgia on February 23rd when a man and his son chased him down, telling police later they thought he looked like a suspect in a series of recent break-ins in the area. So let's break this down real quick. Two white guys hop in a truck to hunt down another human. Why? Mm-hmm. Because, quote, they thought... He looked like a suspect in a series of race of recent break-ins. Now, this is in broad daylight. They loaded up the truck, complete with guns, to face a young man who was jogging. And this happened in late February. And from my standpoint, I just heard about it the other day. The young man's dead. He was shot to death. And nobody's in jail. So as a, a white dude who is an ally in needs equality, not just for us, but for our nation, for for us to be sustainable as a people, this shit's got to stop. Yeah. The, the real travesty of your of your rant, and it's totally warranted, is the two that did it aren't in jail. They're not in custody. Like, admittedly, you and I don't know there needs to be a day in court, which hopefully will happen. But this shit is just ridiculous. Um, people taking law into their own hands. There's obviously a race element to this that we'll probably find out at some point. We had something in Indiana, I think, that you shared recently yeah, last um, night. in terms of, yeah, in terms of this, this shit. And um, speaking up is what we should do and uh, we should do more of it. So I know I, I think it's, I speak for both of us to say we'll be more conscientious uh, allies like Torin that are helping us to, to see these things. Um, it's apparently a fairly old news story and you and I just sort of know about it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I don't, I don't know if I would have heard about it had Torin not, uh, brought it up to us. So thanks to him and we will continue to, uh, to spread the gospel on that. Well, in stark contrast to motherfuckers showing up in Michigan with assault weapons, right? None of them dead. None of them in jail, right? Stark contrast, a, a young man was jogging. Okay. So yeah, we've got some things that we have to fix and we have to understand that there is 
inequality and a racism issue here in the US. And that comes all every single day to our offices as well. So this is not just outside the office. All of those thoughts and feelings are also brought in with them. So we have to, we just have to remind ourselves that we together have to get better and we can't stand for this shit. We have to speak up. By the way, in our, in our binge worthy, uh, our binge obsessed uh, viewing habits, I want to recommend uh, on Netflix, if you haven't watched When They See Us, um, it's about the, um, the five young African-American men in the 80s who yep. were convicted of rape uh, falsely. Uh, super downer of a, of a series, but very enlightening and eye-opening. Um, and then sort of uh, another one on uh, the other side of the fence, I guess, uh, is Waco. Um, yes. If you haven't watched Waco, it's yep. it's pretty interesting. And neither of those series paint law enforcement in a very good picture, um, but still, I think, worth your time if you're looking for something to watch. Waco and When They See Us. Yes. I'm going to take a deep breath. <sighs> And that's breathe, Jerry, breathe. the serious part of the podcast. Let's go ahead and hit topics. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Let's hit the bell. Isims snuggles up to Microsoft. Did you see this? Whoa, thing? I did see this. I did see this. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but Isims has been Microsoft's ATS for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They have. <laughs> so they, they've they've sort of been dating for a while, and it looks like they're starting to get a little freaky with each other in this news item. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and we're talking about two entirely different uh, sides of the same coin, right? When talent acquisition chooses to use your platform over their own, that's a little <laughs> bit different than something like this, because this is more on the biz dev side. But here, here's a quote from the press release. iSIMS announced a new partnership with Microsoft. iSIMS has joined the Microsoft Partner Ecosystem as a recruiting software provider to bring Dynamics 365 human resources users comprehensive talent acquisition solutions. This builds on the current partnership between ISIMS and LinkedIn Talent Solutions. So through this partnership, and this is actually the GM of Dynamics talking, through this partnership, mutual users will be empowered to attract and hire people seamlessly between ISIMS and Microsoft. So my big question to you, did, did you did you read the press release and did you see who was actually quoted from iSIMS on this one? Ooh, I did not. I think it was the uh, the head of tech, right? No, it was Mike Wilczek. And remember what Mike does? He is the major dude around M&A. Yep. So do you think this is a perspective angling for acquisition? Why, yes, Chad, I do. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for throwing the softball to me. LinkedIn has had their ATS for two years now, two maybe going on three mm-hmm. since they've they've sort of like thrown it out to the market. Um, would any of us be surprised if two years later they said, you know what, guys, eh, it's all right. Like maybe we should start getting cozy with uh, an ATS player that really knows how to do this shit. Insert ISIMs, insert partnership. Right. You can write this script. You know how the story is going to end. But uh, I got to think that if we're not reporting ISIMs acquired by Microsoft in a year, yeah, we're way wrong on this one. But this is probably going to happen quicker than we think. Well, and I, I, I got to give props to to Mike and ISIMs. I mean, Mike, Mike Wilczek and the M&A strategy for ISIMs themselves 
is incredibly smart. The marketplace, it's free, um, you know, some conditions that are in there, but still that they get an opportunity at that point to see that tech, to be able to, to, to partner up with that tech, but looking the other way for bigger entities like Microsoft to do the same thing with them, they're using their same dating game uh, for yep. the smaller organizations that they're looking to, to, to acquire. I feel like they're doing it the other way as well with organizations like Microsoft. And don't forget, iSims has a new CEO, if I don't yep. get this wrong, that's the former Marketo uh, founder. Yes. Who knows a little bit about uh, acquisitions and would probably be a nice piece of talent to add to the Microsoft team there. Uh, so I think that probably is a nice incentive for them, too. Yeah. Steve Lucas, he is uh, freshly minted as the CEO. But again, as you'd said, uh, was this was uh, over at Marketo acquisition, baby. Call it slam dunk. That's one of the easiest predictions ever. I've got a good feeling about this one. One thing I don't have a good feeling about is career builder. No, not at all. Not at all. They were in the news uh, this past week. They're looking to unload a whole lot of office space. Uh, so if you're not familiar, Career Builder owns an entire headquarters in downtown Chicago. It's an 85,000 square foot uh, office on LaSalle Street, which actually overlooks uh, whatever whatever river runs through Chicago. Uh, I'm sure someone knows this listening, but I don't. Uh, so they're looking to sublet basically all of it. The sublet availability flyer, the the promo for it, is defined as long term. So Career Builder is apparently looking to sublet sublet this place and sublet it for a very long time. Yeah. So mid last month they started furlough slash layoffs, and we predicted that this was going to be an atrophy. You know, and this is this is part of it. And it's I just think the business is going to atrophy much faster uh, than what we we possibly thought would happen. And uh, the river that runs through Chicago is the Chicago River, Joel. Sorry. Sorry. I was, I was thinking the Cuyahoga, but uh, that's a totally different city. <laughs> the Chattahoochee. No, no, that's not it. That's not it. The Nile is not just a river. It's something we live in every day. <laughs> so then we jump from career builder to monster and they are looking at a Hail Mary with nursing. You know, Monster, although trials and tribulations are less uh, public, I guess, um, they're obviously going through tough times. Uh, in, in, in accordance to that, they're launching Monster.com slash nurses, uh, which probably existed before this, but they're highlighting it now. So in recognition of, uh, I guess it's National Nurses Week this week. Um, so shout out to all the nurses as well. Uh, but they're launching this site, hoping that they can sort of piggyback on the whole healthcare thing healthcare phenomenon, hiring of nurses. They're also offering free, uh, let me verify this, but I think some of the nursing job postings are free or really discounted. Yes. I think some of the the actual healthcare uh, categorized jobs. The interesting thing for me is Monster, we've seen Monster over the years uh, do this and not do it incredibly well, where they've uh, gone incredibly niche and then right back out to uh, right back out to, to general, right? They just got rid of a site that was a trucking site. Remember the trucking technology? Yep. Uh, yep. So they, it's almost smart move that was. Yeah, I mean, it's just it doesn't feel go figure like they know what they're doing, like they have 
any real discipline for any of this. And I understand that you have to pivot, you have to angle, especially in these types of situations. But, you know, my question is, other than just partitioning off your database for categorized healthcare workers and then providing healthcare jobs for free, what do you bring into us? Because none of that's innovative. None of it. What do you bring into it? And I, I just don't see it with this. So thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, it's, it's uh, hey, we have nursing jobs. Let's create a landing page saying we're all about nurses and blah, blah, blah. And then give our sales team some new ammunition to go out to healthcare companies and, and hospitals, et cetera, and say, hey, we have this new nursing channel. Uh, you need to, to buy into it when there's really nothing unique. There's no content really that's unique dedicated to nurses. There's no social media or networking uh, technology or, or platform where nurses can connect with each other, learn stuff. There's no podcast for nurses sponsored by Monster to help people be better nurses. Like it's just it's just setting up shop, a cardboard, you know, uh, storefront <laughs> to try to get more customers into something that isn't really even there. Yeah. But an old tactic that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and it's something that everybody can see through. It's it's smoke and mirrors, right? If there's an actual initiative, then let's talk about the initiative. What does it do? What's innovative? There's nothing innovative here. But what I do think is smart and is something that um, very focused and disciplined organizations can pull off is a niche website, right? I think this is, and we saw a, uh, you actually shared a, mm -hmm. uh, an article that really was focused on the rise of niche sites. So this was uh, Andreessen Horowitz is a pretty famous, well-known uh, VC firm in the Valley. Uh, Mark Andreessen, famous for Netscape browser and you know creating sort of the modern internet. Uh, so they had a really interesting blog post on their corporate site uh, recently that talked about the need and the value of niche job sites and that they should be being built immediately or like entrepreneurs should be looking at building these niche sites um, immediately. And the primary premise is to say like, look, in, in normal economies, sites are built, the Craigslists, the LinkedIn's, the Indeed's, they're built for like, you know, a three to 6% unemployment rate, right? And we're looking at 30 to 40% unemployment rates. So the scale at which people need to be employed, the scale at which you know, a restaurant needs waiters and cooks or uh, really any business that needs spe specific talent or specialized professionals uh, really can accomplish what they need to accomplish on general type sites. So niche sites need to be created, which is sort of a let's go back to the future moment because niche sites used to be everywhere. And every every Tom, Dick and Harry and their mother was creating local niche sites, industry niche sites, regional niche sites. And they were all over the place and they existed because Google helped drive traffic to them when people searched Toledo jobs or nursing jobs. And a lot of those niche sites are gone um, for, for a variety of reasons. But I don't, I don't really see it being realistic that a bunch of niche sites are going to start popping up the way Andreessen Horowitz sort of hopes it will or thinks it will. I agree. I think, uh, you know, we've been talking about Alexander Mann Solutions hourly 
product that just uh, w- was pushed out. I think uh, being able to really be hyper-focused in a specific area, in this case, hourly workers, uh, and most of those essential uh, workers that are out there today uh, are hourly workers. Um, but also, you know, you have Indeed with Sift that's out there that we really haven't seen them do anything with. They could really find a niche and if they focused and poured money into something like that, it will work with what they're already doing with Indeed as it is. It's just the process methodology of being able to provide an experience for a specified type of worker, uh, much like Hourly does. So I think there, there's great opportunity that is out there. I just don't think it is, much like you, I don't think it is related to just popping up new websites for hospitality and restaurant and, and all these other, all these other types of niches. I don't think that's, that's the answer. Yeah. Thinking to the future here, you know, the minute, the minute they create a vaccine for this thing, the, the, the world and the economy is going to go bonkers. Like it's going to be such a flood of let's get back to where it is, but are people really going to be out and about like to what degree, how widely available is the vaccine? How are they getting it to people? Like shit's going to be bonkers for like six months uh, when they find a vaccine for, uh, for this thing. Um, And no one knows when that is, but when the flood of hiring happens, none of us really know what what that's going to look like. Well, that's why we have to be ready now. And if you're in talent acquisition and you're not focusing on strategy for when that happens, yeah. then you don't deserve to have your job. I mean, you shouldn't be in your job. You should be focusing on not just ensuring that your people are taken care of now, but you should mm-hmm. have task forces or teams that are put together. You, you should have vendors working on this shit. Sure. Sure. This is the time when you need to refocus on blowing up your process and focusing on new experiences so that when everything, again, we were ill prepared for what's happening now. Do not, I repeat, do not be ill prepared when the uh, light switches back on. Easier said than done for most organizations, but you're you're exactly right. Which is where automation might be coming into play, Mm -hmm. which I think we're talking about after a quick word from Job Ad X. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. This is what I'd like to call the Jeff Bezos segment because his <laughs> mouth is just watering thinking about robots. <laughs> you can bet there are a whole lot of boardrooms talking about 
how do we restart with automation, robotics, et cetera? Uh, so it's no, it's no shock that we have a whole segment now of, of sort of, of robots and how they're, they're infiltrating our world and will continue to do so. Yes. So the first story out of Crunchbase is Covariant. They just landed 40 million in Series B. They have a total of about about 62 million. Uh, And quote from uh, Crunchbase, within all industries, companies are under pressure to deliver good efficiencies fast and reliable, and especially amid the COVID-19 pandemic in a way that keeps workers safe. Covariant co-founder and CEO Peter Chan said automation is the key to meeting that challenge. So I, I really feel like we're going to see the Jeff Bezoses. We're going to see other organizations that are going to say, hey, we, we have to get back to work. We can't do that with human beings and these types of positions. We really need to start putting money into uh, automation. Yeah. When he says keep workers safe, he means keep workers unemployed. I think that's a big difference in what, what he's trying to say there. But what's cool about this company, I guess, and a little bit scary is they're basically, they're basically teaching robots to be self-aware, or at least that's the goal. This is getting into like fucking Terminator Skynet kind of shit um, at this company. And now they have 40 million more dollars to make that happen. So congratulations. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's kind of the premise between machine learning and then getting into to deep learning, right? They started out in, in warehouses and they're looking to expand the technology into uh, a bunch of different areas. And, and I think that this is going to be a market where they see where problems are happening. There are essential workers who are getting sick, like the the meat packing uh, industry, for goodness sakes. There are people dying left and right in some of those packing facilities. And you have to think of the food. So you have a bunch of sick people that are there that shouldn't be there in the first place because they should be taken care of, but they're also handling food. How do you fix that? Well, you put in robots. You have a presidential decree that they have to stay open. That's how you. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. By the way, did you see the the Boston Dynamics? Um, They have that robot that looks like a dog. It's new and improved now. Uh, I just saw this story today or yesterday. I mean, it, it runs super fast. It jumps super high. Um, I mean, it's scary shit. It walks upstairs. It's like a slinky now. I mean, this thing is ridiculous. So when you think about delivering packages, I think we've thought a lot about it being sort of this wheeled uh, little tank thing that brings packages. I could see this dog-like Boston robotics thing running around neighborhoods delivering packages to people. Watch the Black Mirror uh, series where they have those those robot dogs and it's kind of scary. Oh, really? Do they deliver packages? Uh if dead bodies are packages, yes. <laughs> One thing that won't deliver dead bodies, though, is is Ten Guy. Ten Guy. We actually, we there, there was this article in my on mynewsdesk.com. Swedish municipality performs Corona safe robot recruitments. And this is in the healthcare space. This is interesting. They have a whole new selling angle to go into really any company uh, that has workers in close proximity to each other or really anyone that wants to provide a safe virus-free interview environment. If this doesn't make robotic interviewing happen, nothing will because (laughs) this is such a shot in the arm 
to to give them a boost this company and we've talked about this before it just even before the virus it just makes good fucking sense you could have literally a team of 10 guy robots that are sitting in rooms and boom, they, they, you know, the, the people who have to come in where the healthcare workers doesn't matter if it's one of those where they, they are doing typically the uh, on-site interviews, boom, right into a room with 10 guy. We always hear about people saying, yeah, well, you know, it seems so inhuman. You know what I don't like? I don't like fucking interviews and that's being a hiring manager. You know what I don't like? Uh, as a job seeker, I don't like fucking interviews because you feel like one, you're judging somebody on one side or you're being judged. You have this thing and it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. I mean, there's this cool factor that you just can't get beyond. They now have an embarrassing free way to go to the buyers and say, we need to do this because it keeps our current uh, workplace safe and it keeps people coming in safe. And that's a reason to, to at least try this thing. And it just made sense before all of this shit. Huge for Tengai. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text. And so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Oh, can't wait to get back in the office. Not so much. <laughs> this, this has been kind of a bummer episode. I thought it was going to be a little livelier, but yeah, it's been kind of a downer. Except for Tengai, the rise of Tengai, baby. Here rise we come. Rise of Tengai. <laughs> so... Story on the uh, in the Wall Street Journal uh, this week talking about uh, welcome back to the office. Uh, your every move is being watched, and um, we've for for a long time workers have been watched by cameras. They have to key card into every door. Uh, good heavens, we've talked about microchips going into workers haptic voluntarily. Bracelets. Oh yeah, which is yeah haptic bracelets, and now Ford is testing. You know, it, it the wristband buzzes if you're within uh, six feet of somebody. Yeah, this according to the story is is the world of work as we know it going forward. So they talk about infrared cameras. You know, taking your temperature, the temperature of everyone uh, in the office, d- just dictating through technology. You know, who's who's hot before they even come the office uh, distancing from people uh is you know who has the dirty keyboard uh cleaning you know facilities from viruses and whatever uh during the work day like we're going to be watched to a level that i think even uh orwell would have been shocked by uh as he wrote 1984 
Yeah, this is enemy of the state shit. I think I've said this on several podcasts. If you haven't watched it yet, go look for the movie. Uh, It's got Will Smith in it. Enemy of the state. CCTVs, uh, listening devices. You already you have a listening device with you all the time. It's called your your mobile phone. Not to mention, you know, like Fitbits, the uh, Apple Watch. I mean, we have all these wearables. We have all these electronics that are with us. uh, But then think about it as going back into a, uh, a building possibly that, uh, that they, they enhance that's that overall is interesting. One, one thing that I would like to see is remember the, the, the cleaning robot that we talked about a few episodes ago yeah, that, that yeah. they, they were using in hospitals. I think for, for that organization, they, the sky's the limit. Every company like Amazon, you have about 50 of those in your fucking warehouse for God, just running the entire time or UVing the shit out of stuff uh, on, on, you know, airplanes, those types of things. So that's good technology. This is more of the James Bond. We're going to watch you every single <laughs> second of the day technology yeah yeah if you come in for a meeting we're taking your temp we're looking at your infrared shit you can't come in because you're you're viewed as a risk yep uh for coming in sentiment analysis on slack yeah yeah that's been going on uh for a little bit as well you know we i what's interesting to me is you know we always we always take these sort of uh historic disasters and we use it for a reason uh, to move forward a technology normally would not be uh, able to progress, right? So when 9-11 happened, cameras everywhere, surveillance everywhere, like uh, that went on to hyperdrive when in normal times, people would have freaked the fuck out. And we called it the Patriot Act. Yeah, the Patriot <laughs> Act and terrorism. And, and so this is like a new reason to, to make it okay because we're making our employees safe and we're, you know, but are there devious uh, activities that could go on? Sure. Yeah. And it, I look at this is a little bit of a rant. You can cut it out in editing if you want. But I, I think it's interesting to look at, you know, historically, huge things happen and then change happens. And it's usually positive change. Like World War One happened. Uh, we had women's suffrage, right? World War II happened. We had the civil rights movement. I'm really curious to see if this healthcare crisis generates uh, a more universal healthcare system in the U.S. It'll take a long time, but I'm curious. I'm just sort of thinking aloud, like if there's one change that would be really, I think, beneficial to this country and this world is a more at least if not universal healthcare, more money to the CDC, more money to the to who and other organizations that that help keep us safe on a global level and on a national level. Yes. And with that, we, we out. out. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.